listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, serving the latest news in sci-fi multimedia. And now your hosts, Scott and Miles. Your table is ready. We've long and This is the capital. We have a little problem with our entry sequence, so we may experience some slight turbulence and then explode. I got a bad feeling about this. Walter, put the cow away, would you? What is this place? It's a freak show. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This is Sci-Fi Diner Conversations, episode 81. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And hello, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. And we're here tonight to talk about all sorts of things that are going on in the sci-fi world and spoil a lot of it. And talk about the shows we're watching, the books that we're reading, Mm -hmm. and we're going to just have a grand old time. Miles... Let's start off with some literature. Let's get let's get let's get all academic. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So, uh, Miles, what do you have to report on on your book report? Well, I'm reading some fine literature here. Uh, I just, just re- recently read a, a Star Trek Next Generation novel uh, called The Stuff of Dreams. And it's re- written by James Swallow, and it's sort of a, f- a follow-up with the Nexus from Star Trek Generations. They never really followed up on it in any of the books, and, and they finally did. So. Um, so yeah, so I, I just finished reading that. It was not a long novel, but, um, very, very enjoyable. So more like a novella. Yeah, that might be the best way to call it. So, so yeah, I just finished reading that. Did, does, didn't take me too long. Very mm-hmm. good. Very good. Anything else you're reading? No, not the moment. I think I'll probably pick up a new new novel for the Kindle this evening. I think it gets released today. So I did. I did download uh, Edward of Planet Earth. Finally, began reading that. Mm-hmm. You know, we and Nicholas uh, was it Nicholas F. Demiatis that we had on the show. Is that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so um, Jim Arrowwood has been dialoguing with him, and the they had a, an available one day for free, and I snagged it and began reading it, and it's pretty good so far. I'm okay. only about a chapter or two into it. Um, but I, as you know, as I've been telling on this podcast, I have been reading Game of Thrones book five mm-hmm. and I finally finished it. George R.R. R. Martin on his classic move kills off characters at the end. And right. he has gone on record as saying no character is sacred and it is true. Mm-hmm. Although there's debate that mm-hmm. the one character that has is killed off if he's really dead. Ooh, okay. Yeah, see, he's a shapeshifter, right? Mm-hmm. And he's able to like morph into other animals, and his spirit can jump into other animals. So, oh, so it, by now, it's take the, the whole fantasy part of it is really well. Coming. Yeah, book one, you hardly see any of that, but mm-hmm. you are full fledged into some of the fantasy. Arya Stark, she's uh, doing her face changing by then, which you haven't gotten into yet because you haven't read the books. Mm-hmm. But she's there. Um, Daenerys and her dragons are, are pretty cool. And, uh, you know, alert, we're spoiling stuff here. I'm going to spoil it right now. She rides the dragons in book five, finally. Nice. So that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so there's some real, and there's some, there's some magic. Mm-hmm. 
that it's just some really cool stuff happens. It took me a long time to get through book four to five, and I'm glad I'm through them. I'm going to wait for a few more years so he puts out book six and seven because I think there were seven years, if I'm correct, between book four and five. Oh, my. So he takes a very long time to release these. Yeah, I wonder how HBO is going to feel about that. I mean, Well, they're going to have to, I think. Well, they split season two. Book three is split up into two seasons. Okay. So they might do that with book four and they might do that with book five. So that mm-hmm. gives them a little bit of time. Right. And I mean, it, it continues to get re- get renewed and to be. Uh, it's gonna be. A, it, I mean, it's still in HBO's interest to keep this going. Yeah, absolutely. So I finished that, and I'm now into Terry Brooks' The Bloodfire Quest, the newest Terry Brooks uh, book, and I'm totally into it. Almost through that, and I don't know where I'm going to be next, but I'll probably be into another Terry Brooks thing. Although I'm going to be honest, uh, those of you that listen to audiobooks, I'm not a fan of the reader for Bloodfire Quest. Some some readers for audiobooks do very well, mm-hmm. but whichever, um, the female that they are reading this book is just not doing it for me. And it's not a female-male thing. It's just that this female, her accent, the way she's reading, I'm getting used to it. I'm kind of ignoring it now because I'm over halfway through the book. And you kind of get used to readers after a while. But she's not one of the readers that kind of capture you right away, that you're okay. just okay with it. But that's my evaluation of it, and it's a very good story in continuing the sort of Shannara series and some interesting things that are happening. Mm-hmm. So, so that's my reading material at this time. Mm-hmm. So, well, Miles, why don't we go ahead and move in to talk a little bit? If I can find my earphones here, let's talk a little bit about some of the shows that listeners are watching right sure. now. And one of the shows we're going to talk about is a show called Revolutions mm-hmm. that we've kind of panned, but the irony of this is that NBC thought it was worth a while, worth their while to pick it up for a second season. For 22 new episodes. 22 new episodes that you're guaranteed to get mm-hmm. for next season, which means, A, advertisers are on board with this, B, not uh, our listeners are just a fraction of the pie that are watching this, and five point five and a half million viewers are saying, we love Revolution Weekly, and we're going to watch it. Mm-hmm. So it's worth NBC's while to keep it going. It is, I guess. I guess for that, it is the lowest rated uh, sci-fi show right now, as far as I know. That's not in the CW. That's on the regular network stations. Mm-hmm. But five point five viewers, a million viewers. That's still pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, what was Fringe getting at the end? It was lower than it that. was much lower. Yeah, much lower than mm-hmm. that. And. Fox gave it some time, so maybe maybe Revolutions, they're giving a second season. We often complain about networks not giving seasons a chance to develop and grow. Maybe the second season is just going to come out a little bit stronger out of the starting gate. Well, this is what some of you thought. Uh, uh, Jennifer said, uh, just finished watching the latest episode. This is about the episode the the night the lights went out in in Georgia. Is just me or is it getting a little difficult with what's going on? Yeah, and Raul, who we've known said this before, said, yeah, I reached that point around episode three or four. Mm-hmm. So he didn't watch, I think, anything beyond that, if I'm correct. Yeah, and, and Lee says, I, I think this show is finally is finding footing with, with, the Atlanta, with Atlanta. Atlanta was cool with all the steam-powered buses and trucks and other things. Will Sam lead the army of, of Georgia? No, most likely he will stay with the rebels. Let me ask you, I'm not watching the show, as you know, but this whole idea of... Atlanta and the steam-powered buses and trucks, does that have a steampunk feel to it then? Or is it not mm-hmm. that sort of... Not really that sort of... Uh, no, it doesn't have the steampunk vibe, to, no. Even though they're run by steam, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, so and... Uh, so, 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 Revolutions, mm-hmm. uh, you're, you're still watching. 
I'm still watching it. I'm still, I'm still enjoying it. It's not my favorite show, but I am still enjoying it. And I, I agree with Lee that the, the whole going down to Georgia, seeing what another part of the country that 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 faced the blackout, what how they're dealing with it, um, is going on. Um, the last episode that was out last week was interesting because one of Monroe's men was able to smuggle a nuke down to Georgia, and um, Miles and company had to go out there to stop him. Ooh, so. So that's uh, some exciting stuff. So Monroe's still the villain. Oh, Monroe is still definitely the villain. Yes, definitely the mm-hmm. villain. And uh, very good, mm-hmm. very good. Well, you know, I'm uh, I may need to give this show another chance when mm-hmm. I have time this summer if I get time to ca- get caught up and actually watch them all back to back. So we'll see. There's a lot of defiance. Is a show that you want me to watch? We're going to talk about that in just a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other thoughts from uh, some listeners about that. Uh, about a, a show called Doctor Who Journey to the Center of the TARDIS, the most recent Doctor Who that aired on Saturday. I watched this. You are not watching Doctor Who, right? No. <laughs> but I am watching Doctor Who. I enjoyed this episode. Um, again, the humor, the camp, the doctor, I, I like, like it all. And a lot of people like this as well. Um, Jen M said, thought it was awesome. I was excited. We got a glimpse of the pool and the library. and nearly squeed. <laughs> so, and Mike Crate. Mike, Mike Rates says, fantastic to see Into the TARDIS and the captured star was sublime. The rest was more hit and miss for me. I guess Doctor Who of all shows is allowed to the, the uber reset, but still you're left with the empty feeling of watching what amounted to nothing. Yeah, because – and the reason they say that they do kind of a fringe thing, right, where they kind of develop a season and at the end they're like, Peter didn't exist. And then not, this timeline never happened. Yeah, they kind of do that in one episode. So they don't mm-hmm. take the entire arc and season to do it, but they do it in one episode where you go through the episode. The, the TARDIS gets caught by these salvagers, you, and the, the TARDIS is about ready to blow up, and they can't stop it, and they have to go through time. And they, through this paradox, they kind of eliminate that it ever happened. Yeah, and and so the entire episode never really happened. Right, but at least it's an episode. Sure, sure. And not a uh, not entire season that we're kind of sitting through it. It worked for me. It was a fun episode. Um, I agree. You, you got to see a lot of different parts of the TARDIS, mm-hmm. and um, it was good. Not my favorite Who episode. Not the worst Who episode for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but a fun, a fun. Uh, when you get into a lot, you know, Doctor Who is like Warehouse Thirteen for me. We're going to talk about Warehouse Thirteen in just a little bit, but. They're both kind of fun, comedic dramas that happen, and we need that in the in the in the wake of all the serious sci-fi dramas like Walking Dead, mm-hmm. Once Upon a Time, and other stuff. That's you got to keep it light sometimes. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. Well, Once Upon a Time, which I am not watching season two, and I will probably have to eventually. But episode um, uh, the Evil Queen. So episode 220, mm-hmm. season two, episode 20 uh, came out, and uh, listeners are liking this. Yeah, Raul says, well, well, like what I just told uh, Chris Waits, it looks like there may be hope for the season. However, there are a lot of story threads to pull together and not a lot of time left. Yeah, they have what, like four episodes left, or if they're doing a 24-season arc, or if they're doing a 22-season arc, then it's uh, two episodes left, so not a lot left. Right. Uh, Sam said, what kind of science can stop magic? I'm thinking maybe the Dharma Initiative. Mm-hmm. Reference to Lost there. Uh, Jennifer says, pretty good episode. Yeah, I was kind of wondering that myself. What kind of science could stop magic? 
that was pretty wild they went after Regina like that. But now I'm wondering if, if Greg is a collector of, of magic people, just in the way of what he said in the end. So, Yeah, and if you have not listened to our interview with Grumpy uh, from Once Upon a Time, we just aired that last week. Right. So did you listen to it? I, I did, and I just... Just it was great hearing it again. Uh, Lee Ehrenberg gave us a fantastic interview. He's just always a good interview, right? So well and well versed, and uh, nice to talk about that as well. Sure. So, um, well, another show that I am not watching. Did you start watching Earth in Black yet? I, I have not. I did see if it was in um, on demand, and it is. So it, it is something that interests me. Um, so you will check it out maybe eventually. Eventually, there's so much to to watch right now. It though. is. It is, yeah. and. Um, and a lot that I should be watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, Mike, Crate said, Mike Crate said, 10 minutes of story and the rest was padding. Oh, well, not going to hold that against him. Still enjoying the show. Right. Yep. So that was the thoughts of it. So um, I'm not watching it. Let us know if you're watching Orphan Black. Do you like Orphan Black? This cloning. I, you know, anytime I say cloning, I think of... Of Dax from uh, isn't it, uh, is it is it Jax or Dax from the diner in in in, in Star Wars? Oh, okay, goes, yes. He goes those cloners, Jax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know he has that line, and that's mm-hmm. anytime I see cloning, I think of that for some reason. I don't know why it just mm-hmm. pops in my head. Well, I, well, did you ever see the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger? What was the, the Seventh Day? I think it was yes. called yes, or Sixth Day. I forget, but you know that that was. I mean, it's, it's a Schwarzenegger movie, but if you like movies dealing with cloning, I thought that did a pretty good job. Yeah. Accurate depiction. Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> but mm-hmm. All right. But Warehouse 13, Warehouse 13 came back on, and boy, did it come rip-roaring back on, wrapping up the cliffhanger that we were left with in right. the earlier part of the season. Mm-hmm. This, by the way, is not a new season. It's a continuation of the season. They just took a very long hiatus. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we are glad they're back. Oh, yeah. I mean, two, two uh, heavyweight, uh, as far as guest stars, uh, James Marsters and... Um, Captain pa- Janeway. And uh, um, Polly Walker from... Um, oh, yeah. Um, oh yes, we have, we have three, 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 three great guest stars. Um, uh, Polly Walker from Caprica, and uh, she also get, uh, guest starred in a few episodes of Sanctuary. Right, mm-hmm. and she, and then Captain Janeway, of course. Uh, right, uh, uh, Pete's mom. Yeah, Pete's mom. There, <laughs> is great, mm-hmm. and of course. Um, Oh, who's the who's the African American lady in it? Yes, Pounder. Um, Pounder yes, yeah, C C H Pounder, uh, Mrs. Uh, Fredericks. Yeah, Mr. Frederick is yeah. back, and mm-hmm. what a great cast! And uh, this could be the last episode that we see Lena in. Yeah, that was that was sad, and it was it was all heartbreaking. Watch uh, Artie, you know how how he was dealing with the pain of that. Yeah, so the evil Artie uh, mm-hmm. kills Lena, and now we're left to pick up the pieces where Artie is, and we aren't sure exactly how that leaves the warehouse at this point, but mm-hmm. it'll be interesting where they where, where they leave it. And you know, James Marsters, phenomenal job. Oh, I loved his character in this. He was great. hilarious. Yeah, great. I have a clip I'm going to have to throw in here. I'm going to see. If I, I, my, oh, they took my iPad. <laughs> I have a clip I'm going to try to insert in where he makes a reference to Buffy. Oh, okay. Twilight, when they refer to him being a vampire. And Pete goes, I like vampires. Oh, I love that. I mean, <laughs> this one just was so funny. I mean, it had there a lot of funny lot stuff. Of like- com- and, and James Marsters was hilarious. Right. And the best part about it, he doesn't seem to be dead. I don't think we've seen the last of him. Yeah. We, don't, we have not seen the last of uh, Professor Sutton. Yeah. And you know what? The great thing about Professor Sutton here mm-hmm. is he took that ring out of, the, out of the casket that made him get shot with all those poison darts. Right. And I think he just pretended to be dead. 
Oh, I think so too. So that he could just take that ring, take the ring and disappear. He is a scoundrel. Oh, definitely. He is definitely. And he knows now that the warehouse exists. Exactly, and yeah, and I see how what what is he going to do to exploit that? I mean, yeah. I think, I, I think he's going to be their new uh, nemesis for them. And yeah. well, well, who is Paul? I mean, I wonder who is Polly Walker's character. I mean, yeah, you have two nemesis, uh, two nemesis, <laughs> nemesis. I don't know how you say that. I plural mean, nemesis. She. It looks like she's a long lived character too. I mean, I don't think she's Marie Antoinette, but I mean, I think she's. But it seems like they've, they've them two have a long history. Like that's, yes. you know, and so somewhere in there, mm-hmm. somewhere there's something there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're out thirteen. Thumbs up. It was great to see the crew together. Oh, glad to see the band back. Uh, what do you think of of Claudia pushing Artie out the door, forcing him back into reality? Yeah, I think that I think they're going to have to mend some fences. Yeah, they will. I think they're you know. I think he's going to resent her for a little while because he kind of wanted to let things end. He, you know, the, the, yeah. he, as far in the guilt with with you know what happened to Alina. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. well, and you can understand you can understand Artie's absolutely uh, Artie's point of view in that one. But even his, that that scene where they're inside his head inside the warehouse, where you you know that that was kind of interesting what they did there as far as uh, he uses a representation of McPherson. The one nemesis from season one, and they use the actor who played McPherson, I thought was cool. You know, and that was one of the things I liked. They brought back, they were able to bring back in his head some characters we hadn't seen in a while. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, It was interesting to watch the whole pandemic of the sweating sickness kind of play out, Mm -hmm. kind of like a plague. You think about it when you see stuff like H1N1, you know, coming around and the avian flu that's more transmittable from birds to human now, and, Mm -hmm. and the risk that that is, and... Um, so some interesting thoughts. It was a very good show. I really enjoyed it. Oh, it was a fantastic. I episode. thought it, I did think it wrapped up a bit fast. Mm-hmm. The last ten minutes, they still aren't anywhere near the solution, and somehow in the last ten minutes, they saved the day. I guess that's kind of par for the course. They almost had to do it, but yeah, they were only going to get. Well, I guess they had to wrap it up in one episode. I guess. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, let's talk Arrow a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you watched last week's Arrow. We have another I'm Arrow. Up on an this Arrow. Week. Yep. yep. And what do you think of last week's <laughs> Arrow? I thought it was good. I, I, it's interesting that um, Oliver is uh, with, with what he is doing with with his secret and um, covert activities. Uh, he's driving important people away from his life. Yeah. That you know, and I want to say is a bit cliche mm-hmm. because. Who is his? Who is his bodyguard? Uh, Deagle. Yeah. So Deagle, at another point in the season, also walked away and came back, mm-hmm. and so now he's driven away again. Um, he has his female sidekick there in the lab. That's kind of the, the geeky scientist girl, right? Right. What's her name? Um, trying to remember what 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 what, they, what her character's name yeah. is. Um, but then his best friend, the guy that's best friends, has driven him away. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh shoot! I forget the last name is Merlin. I, I forget his first yeah, name, but yeah. yeah. But so you know, his best friend is driven away. Um, yeah. Oh, 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 and he goes to work for his dad, who is a dark archer. Right. Right. And that's obviously going to play in Felicity Mokler. That's it. That's Felicity's right. Right. That that that's it. That's basically his, his IT for um, his his operation. And the boyfriend of his sister. 
Right. Well, he he's a character in in the comics. Um, I think. Is he a sidekick um, of the Arrow? Yes. Uh, the Roy Harper character eventually becomes a sidekick for Green Arrow. It doesn't surprise because he wants to really find the Arrow and not to turn him in, but to find him to thank him. Like he, like he saved his life, and he feels like he owes the Arrow a huge debt. Exactly. So they'll be interested to see where they go there. I think my prediction is that was Roy Harper. Mm-hmm. His character is going to come in and save him from the Dark Archer in some way. I, I could see that. I you know maybe we maybe were, next episode they, he does find him and uh, we'll see if you know the arrow decides to take on another protege. You know we've seen him do some of his sidekicks and the guy is has some pretty good moves. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So definitely with that. And I think that his best friend, aka best friend mm-hmm. who works for is now the Dark Archer, is gonna maybe turn him in. I I could. Expose him. I I wonder if he's going to expose him. That's what I was thinking when it, it seemed like. Well, I mean, not not only did he kind of like end the friendship, but he also ended his relationship with with um um the lawyer, the lawyer, which was Ollie's ex girlfriend, which was you know because he just feels that she'll always she wow. still she still has a candle for for uh for for Ollie, right? right. And so, um, but no, I. I I thought the fa- that last episode was fantastic, and we, and we had the female archer running around too somewhere. Yeah, the huntress. Yeah, the huntress is mm-hmm. around, and so she's not out of the picture either yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm enjoying the show. I'm enjoying the show. It's a very good show. Yeah, I, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm gl- I'm glad we'll be seeing this uh, come back next season. Yeah. So uh, we do have a second season confirmed. I think I heard somewhere that they they, they are gonna that this is gonna make it for another season. Awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna go look that up while you go tell me why I should be watching Defiance. Okay, I think Defiance. I've liked what they've done with Defiance. It's they've only three episodes into it. Um, it kind of it it sort of has almost a it's a western. Even a kind of a Star Trek D Space Nine feel. They never go into space. It's all it's all in this town. But you have this town where you have several different groups of of aliens and, and humans living together. And some of them get along, and some of them absolutely hate each other. And um, you you have some aliens have cultures that are totally different to humans and. When they're trying to meet out their own justice, uh, problems arise. Um, but the guy who plays the the new sheriff, um, he 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 sort of adopted one of the these aliens. Um, you, she she's been featured very prominently. She, she's she's this red haired uh, teenage girl. Uh, they they came in the town. There was a conflict with another group of aliens that he. He helped to save, and he's, he's decided to stay in the town. Um, and so, um, but yeah, like I said, it, it kind of has a, you know, almost a, a, a D Space Nine feel where you have all these different different groups of people living together, um, just sort of trying to make a life out of it. Um, and um, they had an interesting, these group of aliens was, they appear to be uh, this motorcycle gang, and, and but this lead motorcycle gang, um, he kind of he kind of he is very religious. Um, 
And so uh, he, he, there's, there's a point where they, they, they use some of the religious beliefs to try to... Um, this one girl's having these visions and to try to use those visions to apprehend somebody. So it, you know, it's, so yeah, I, I think it's good so far. I think it's worth, it's definitely worth. Why would I out. like the show? Why would you like the show? Um, you think the, 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 the interaction, it's very much of a drama. Is that the way it's playing out? I think it, there, there is the drama aspect of it. You do have, um, there, there is some action. You, you do have some fight scenes, but I think it's it's a good drama. You have good, interesting characters um, that 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 play off each other. Um, I, I think you may not care for some of the CGI. The CGI looks a little too video game ish. But if you, if you could forgive that and just you know get into the characters, I think you, you'll you'll like it. Well, maybe the reason it's video game ish being it's being played as a video game too, right? Yeah, I wonder, but people are using that as a criticism for. Oh yeah, well that it. makes sense. Makes sense. But I, I, it's you know I could forgive that. That's a, that's all right. I mean, um, so better than revolutions. Oh oh yeah, definitely better than revolutions. So better writing, better story. So far it is. I mean, I've watched this. Is they're only three episodes in, but right. So it's early, really. But 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 as far as when we talk about giving shows three episodes to see whether we like them or not, you're mm-hmm. sold in the show for the season. Definitely. Yeah, so this has hooked you. Well, good. Mm-hmm. I might have to check it out in all my free time that I don't have right now. Exactly. But uh, but I will eventually check it out. If not now, I will I will tap into it a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably before I hit Big Bang. There's a good chance before I, before I hit Big Bang Theory, I'll probably mm-hmm. watch this first. Uh, by the way, Arrow was renewed. It was renewed in February along with Vampire Diaries and Supernatural. Oh, so Supernatural got another season. They got another season. Mm-hmm. So it's... Uh, so it's, that's good news for... Uh, Those of us who love Arrow. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, some good things there. Some good things there. Um, any other news as far as movies that you're watching? Uh, recently watched Underworld Awakening. Uh, you said that was kind of forgettable for you. Very forgettable for me. Um, I I'm, I just got on, on Netflix um, the the sequel to uh, Ghost Rider. Um, so I'm going yeah, to watch, watch that this week. Iron Man opens this weekend. I think my wife and I are going to go catch it this Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think that I'm going to be, um, I, well, I did begin watching Atlas Shrugged mm-hmm. part one and I just started beginning to watch that. You know, it's a futuristic one and it's kind of economic and, um, didn't get a really good reception in the movie theaters, but. I'm I'm interested in it only because of the tie-in with the Anne Rand book. Obviously. Okay, you know, and the big question that's often gets touted, you know, who is John Galt? You know, kind of gets played into that. So I, you know, it's going to be a good watch. I think I'm I'm, I'm you know I I began watching Django Unchained, uh, very brutal Tarantino. That's uh, but, what know, I hear. Yeah, and I got about 15 minutes into it. I said, you know what, I, I'm just not re- I'm just not into this right now. Mm-hmm. I may go back and watch it eventually, but. Uh, but it's not a movie I'm watching right at this moment. Mm-hmm. So, whereas, where else 13 I am, Arrow I am, mm-hmm. and uh, Doctor Who I am. Those are the three big sci-fi shows that I'm watching right now mm-hmm. that I have time to watch. Spring is an absolute terrible season for me. I'm training for a marathon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the outside work around the house ramps up, and so it really cuts into some of my watching time that I have over the winter. Oh, sure. But, but school's soon out, and we'll go from there. You'll have some time to catch up on. 
Absolutely. I believe that is about it. Anything else we should be chatting about? No, I think we covered it. Please let us know if you go to see Iron Man, Iron Man this weekend. Let us know what you think of Iron Man 3. It is getting getting awesome reviews across the seas. Mm -hmm. Uh, It made more its opening weekend than Avengers did. Wow. Overseas. Well, I'm jealous of our friends overseas because they're getting all these cool movies um, a lot earlier than we are. Yeah, well, you know, a week, but still. Still. Um, Some some of our overseas friends have seen Star Trek Into Darkness already. That is true. That is true. Yes. And uh, you are very jealous for that. Um, I'm trying to cope as best as I can. Right, right. Well, well, I'm going to give you a blanket and you can go uh, sit in the corner then. Okay. But all right, well, I believe that's about it. Uh thank you so much for joining us here in the diner. We will catch you uh in uh, two weeks as we review more. Let us know what you think about the way your TV shows are wrapping up. What do you think of Iron Man three? And will Star Trek Star Trek will be out by the time we record again, right? May twelfth it's out, right? Um May seventeenth it comes out. Uh, no, we're gonna record before that. Yes, so we, uh, we have one more show before that. But let us know what you think of Star Trek into darkness and anything else you're watching, oblivion. You name it, let us know. All right, till next time, good night and good luck. We will see ya. Thank you so much for visiting the Sci Fi Diner. We hope you enjoyed the food and the service and the conversations. If you'd like to share your thoughts regarding what we've talked about or tell us what you're watching or reading, flip open your communicators and contact us at 1 888 508. 4343 or click the SpeakPipe link at scifidinerpodcast.com or send an mp3 or typed email to scifidinerpodcast at gmail.com You can also join the conversation on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash diner. We'll share your thoughts on our listener feedback show. If you'd like to support the diner beyond the conversation, you can always throw some coins in the tip jar at sci-fi diner podcast.com.